Hello, and welcome to the podcast about Transformers comics, toys, and everything in between. I'm Onyx Prime with my two co-hosts here. Hi, I'm Compitron. Hi, I'm Kilobyte. Moving on with our comic discussion for today's episode takes us to IDW Infiltration. And as always, spoiler warning. So if you haven't read that already, we highly recommend that you go read the comics and come back and listen to the podcast. Now, onwards. Both Computron and myself have read the series already, but this is Kilobyte's first time, and we are excited to hear his thoughts about the series. But before we dive into that, Computron, do you mind telling us some facts about this comic? Yeah, first of all, uh, the release date of this comics was October 19th, 2005, and the last one was July 12th, 2006. The writer was Simon Furman, and the artist was E.J. Sue, and the colors were, done, uh, were by John uh, Roche. I believe that's how you pronounce his last name. So, fun facts. Uh, Ratchet's Hollow Matter, his hollow driver, states that if you want to live, come with me. Which is obviously, you know, a, uh, a Terminator uh, reference. And uh, Verity made fun of this in issue one. And Simon Furman would later be the author of the Terminator-based comic series called... Terminator 2 Infinity. The Decepticon's current command bunker being located in Oregon shouldn't raise any eyebrows amongst old school Transformers fans. Being the state containing Mount St. Hillary and the primary setting for a lot of classic Transformers material. That is it for fun facts. So, uh, Kilobyte, do you mind giving us a uh, short summary of these comics? Will do. We follow the Autobots and Decepticons as they first arrive on Earth and continue their war. But unlike previous incarnations, they have contact with other groups outside of Earth and haven't been stranded on Earth for millions of years. Uh, the Decepticons begin an internal power struggle as a new form of Energon is discovered on Earth and the Autobots try to protect their new human allies. This information was taken from the wiki. Fantastic. Well, let's get right down to it. Kilobyte's first thoughts. What do you think? I think it's a fun ride. Uh, the human interaction is not so much to my liking, like the, the new Transformers that get introduced in this uh, issue, uh, but overall a good time. Yeah, so speaking of human characters, we get our first look at Veri- Verity? Verity. That's what I used to call her. And uh, who, who's the other two? Uh, Mr. Hunter Onyan. Oh, yeah. Han. Like most TV shows and media, they start off kind of plain, and this is definitely that comic where they're kind of your generic human character. Later on, we'll see them get better and better character development, especially with Veridity. Veridity, am I saying that right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think so. Come on, man, this isn't the first time you matter. <laughs> it, it's not, huh? <laughs> Go on. Was, was there more to that, Computron? Yeah, uh, I mean, like I said, you know, this is like, like I stated, this is our second time reading the uh, comics, right? Mm-hmm. I absolutely hate the human interactions, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna agree with Kilobyte <laughs> on that. I, I had a good laugh at the how um, Hunter pronounced his name Anyan, and the reason why is because my grandmother is Cajun, and instead of saying onion, she always said, "Grab me an Anyan," and so. <laughs> I was reading Hunter's name. I was like, oh, gosh. Do I really have her pronouncing it here? <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I loved Ratchet's introduction. I'm sorry if I'm going to kind of take the lead on that. Because to me, yeah, like, this whole, this whole, at least this volume kind of, it had a lot of comical bits. And I never, I didn't really take it too seriously. <laughs> but, um, like, the first thing I read uh, or thought 
when I read uh, Ratchet's uh, saying, if you want to live, come with me. I was like, what, did Yoda turn into the Terminator? What's, what's going on here? <laughs> Speaking of Ratchet, he's kind of like our main bot that we follow along in these, these comics. And we find out that he's broken cover or protocol, right? He wasn't supposed to reveal himself to the humans. Yep. But he was like kind of forced in the scenario where he had to do it to save these kids' lives, right? Yep. And he gets in trouble from mostly Prowl. Everyone's favorite boy. Everybody's favorite. And Sunstreaker and Ironhide. What's your thoughts on this whole scenario that we've been thrown into? I, I know it's kind of like subtly said, but it isn't Prowl essentially as of right now kind of in charge of the uh, Earth uh, relations, right? Right. And uh, I don't know. He's. We all know Prowl is our, like, our favorite statistician combat statistician so i don't know I, I i don't have any opinion of it because it's just i know prowl and he sticks to a tight he has a tight leash on everybody right i thought it was interesting uh not seeing like optimism in command and just having uh kind of prowl be the the leader of the group and i, I kind of felt bad for ratchet because he just all like oh no you did the wrong thing and even though they're he's trying to like save the humans from the decepticons that are out on the open just causing havoc so at this point if the humans haven't noticed big giant robots destroying things it's a shocker <laughs> so speaking of decepticons i like the inclusion of the ones that they put in this one because these are decepticons we don't quite see as often oh yeah computron you have something to add on that i loved the introduction to runabout and run amok Playing the TCG, they were fun. Because, you know, I, I started off with the TCG before I kind of dove into the, uh, the comics. But the TCG, they're fun cards to play with. And I also like that, they, they, you know, they kind of give off like that evil twin kind of vibe. Yeah. And I, I just love them. I love them both. And uh, uh, yeah, I, I, it was really, it was nice that we can, especially in the infiltration stage, we get to see these two versus other big names out there. I mean, we obviously we see Megatron and, and uh, Starscream, but it's nice to see the characters that you kind of uh, don't necessarily get to see as much as we would, you, you know, you do during the Cybertron Wars. Right. Right, right. I agree with you. I just... The first thing I saw them, I'm like, those were fun cards <laughs> to play with. <laughs> yeah. oh, I really want to play now. Yeah. We should play again sometime. Oh, yeah. We should. We should. Uh, speaking of Decepticon characters and Megatron, since you brought it up, we finally get to see Megatron. And, oh boy, do we get to see him in action. He is not happy with Starscream. He, he is. They made him look so grumpy, like a big... Brown. <laughs> and it's it's amazing. He just lays the beat down on both Skywarp and Blitzwing for like I guess were they attempting to kill him or were trying to stop him? Yeah, they, they started they started attacking him. Bury him alive essentially. Yep. Yeah, that's right. And then he just like with minimum effort disposed of them <laughs> and with maximum effort disposed of Starscream, like holy scrap. I think uh, my favorite thing was is he put more effort into saying how disappointed he was in them than he did hurting them. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that was that was a fun fight, uh, which uh, it, it it was fun seeing it, but then 
realizing that that's the same art that they use for one of the cards in the TCG that's called I Still Function. Oh, it's yeah. even more hilarious because they were trying to kill him, but he's like, nope, I'm still here. And it just fits in perfectly. They used a lot of art from this in the TCG. I think Bombing Run was one of them. There was I Still Function. There was uh, that armor card for Starscream. Because when Starscream is fighting Megatron, he is roided up on Super Energon. Uh, I believe they caught or 13 in this series. Five seconds. Oh, too. yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which just brings you to the OPness of Megatron in this, this series. Even even Starscream with superpower, Energon couldn't even do anything. Megatron. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just... It, the, the, the ironic part that I find about this is when... Because Megatron uses his fusion cannon to take out Starscream is like because we're going way back to Megatron Origins Starscream is the one who gave him that fusion cannon said fairness is something the other guy has to worry about and it's just like could we hit the nail on the head any more harder (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was perfect I feel like I'm stealing the steering wheel someone take it from me yeah uh, I'd like to dive in about the order sequences yeah. Uh, this is, I think, this infiltration, I think, is the first time we get to see the ore sequences, specifically uh, on Earth. We, we come across ore 13. And it's nice and refreshing to see, uh, like, you know, all these memories about all the, the ore sequences, uh, especially after reading it. But I can tell you, if you guys are reading out there and, and Kilo, pay attention to the ore sequences, they're important. Do. And you know, it, it, it surprised me. I'm like, oh, I didn't realize they, they talked about the ore sequences this early. I completely forgot. Yeah, it's thought of uh, building the groundworks for later comics. Yeah, just li- just little hints in here and there. Almost like a whole 10 years. <laughs> it's almost like it was planned. Almost, right? <laughs> almost. There are definitely some things that you could see that almost weren't planned. <laughs> Oh yeah, definitely. I do like the the human avatars that the Autobots are using uh, for when they're driving. They picked some interesting ones. They did, and and I I feel like it it fits the personality for each uh, bot. So I think that was pretty cool. Some do, and I want to argue against. I don't remember who. I want to say it's Ironhide, but I could be wrong. One of them picks an avatar of, I'm going to get his name wrong, Mayhem, Lieutenant Mayhem, who turns out to be a really crazy guy later on in the series. Oh, from uh, G.I. Joe? It's um, probably G.I. Joe or Team Mask. Is it the one with the the mustache? It's all gray, yes. gray hair. Yeah, that yes. is that is. That one. Good eye. I did not yeah. see that. That's the one that stood out the most to me. Uh, I liked Optimus's. Because it's just some, like, trucker dude. It's kind of funny. And he's got a plaid shirt, which is, you know, very... I want to say almost very Oregonian, but it's very specific to, like, the Portland area of Oregon. (laughs) (laughs) And this is from 2005, 2006, man. Exactly. I guess the last bit we can talk about is, towards the end, the army humans spy on the Autobots diving into the ocean because this is where their base is while they're in vehicle mode, mind you. And what is said is that the humans say, like, as they're spying, like, either we just witnessed a bizarre automotive mass suicide or we found something that we were looking for. And I thought that was hilarious. Any thoughts, any last minute thoughts before we move to our next segment? I, for something that's going to be one of those comics that are an opener, to further 
storytelling. It, it's not a bad one. It's just it's corny, <laughs> a lot of points, but uh, corny for sure. You know, even for this is just infiltration. We talked about. We already saw a lot of uh, uh, iconic art in this one, and so yeah, I, I, I that's all I can say is I, I really like the art style and I like the uh, and you know it kind of makes me excited for next phases. <laughs> Rereading it again uh, to like refresh my memory, uh, I felt like the runabout and run amok kind of gave me the vibe of the the Mauler twins from Invincible. I could see them, I could see them acting kind of the same. <laughs> so I thought I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, but over overall, it was a good good comic. Uh, the art is pretty good. It's, it has some pretty nice surprises. Fantastic. All right. We have no emails to read for today, but we do have some toys to talk about. Kilobyte, I know you have a bunch of new toys. Would you like to talk about one or two of them? Uh, yeah, uh, I got the recent Galvatron release. Ooh. Uh, I, I really enjoy that toy. It looks pretty cool. Hopefully I got the one that doesn't have the, the shoulder problem. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say what line this was from? Uh, it's from Kingdom, the recent Kingdom toy line. Hold on. Uh, and then another one uh, that I recently also got was the RC Transformers Prime from the Red toy line. Nice. So she doesn't transform, uh, but she is more uh, styled into kind of like the Transformers Prime model. So you, you, you can pose her and everything, but she won't transform into a bike. Nice. Computron, you got anything? Um... Not that I think of. I know I do know I have a Cyclonus on the way that uh, I'm excited to get my hands on because I need to put him right next to uh, Tailgate it's to complete the collection. <laughs> Spoilers. Spoilers. That's not for, for, for later on. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe give it a hundred episodes um, from now. <laughs> oh God. Oh man, that's gonna be what it is, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> Personally, uh, I haven't gotten any new toys yet. They're in the mail, but I have a slash from the Power of the Primes toy line that I painted purple, black, and green. I thought that was pretty fun to do. It was my first uh, custom, and I might do it again. <laughs> I was about to say that, that I painted a Combiner Hunter RC as well. Oh, yes. Do tell us oh, more. Yeah. Uh, it was it was fun. It was fun to paint a little bit. Sometimes a pain uh, in some sections, but uh, I do like how she turned out. And if you want to see how our toys came out, you can look look at it on our Twitter and our Instagram. Oh yeah. I'm working on a different on another one now. Uh, I'll just leave it like that for now. A little tease. A little tease. Hopefully you'll see it soon. So follow us on all of those platforms that we have, which will be mentioned here shortly. <laughs> Anything else, or should we call it an episode? Uh, any news for this week for toys? I know that the the Jurassic Park collaboration announced recently. Oh, they do come out in herds. Yes, <laughs> they do. Sorry, I, I had to do the cheesy line. I'm sorry. <laughs> but that, that's exciting. And then there's a Buzzworthy Bumblebee Ooh. and a Shattered Glass Bumblebee. Ooh, Bumblebee getting popular. Ooh. Yep. <laughs> Righto. Well... Anything else? We're ready? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I'll go ahead and send us off this time. You guys can do it next time. If you've enjoyed this episode, consider sharing it with your friends and subscribing. Thank you so much for listening. Till all 
are one. Till all are one. Till all are one. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Swerves Bar Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at Swerves Bar. If you're interested in more content, try checking out the spin-off D&D series, Transform and Rollout, Rise of the World Killers.